glad for what he did for us. Amen. 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 Let's give them another big hand. That was great. Thank you. Today, the candle that we light is the candle of joy. I think about, we sing a song called Joy to the World. But how many of you know that every generation has sought joy? Everyone wants it in their life. They look at it. They even named a dishwashing liquid after it. <laughs> and the, the line for the dishwashing liquid was, you know, use joy because it produces more suds. It can wash all the grime away. And honestly, when you get the joy of the Lord in your heart, that's what it does for us, isn't it? It tends to wash everything away. Joy. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of Psalms. Chapter 89 and verse 15. Psalms chapter 89 and verse 15. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice all the day. And in thy righteousness, it's a little too soon. <laughs> okay. Blessed is the people that know the sound, the joyful sound. Everybody say the sound of joy. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance, and in thy name shall they rejoice all the day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word because it's life. God, and you, Father, Lord, hold the key to joy in our lives. We just ask you to have your way this morning. God, speak to our hearts. Father, give us that that we have need of. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you say this with me? The sound of joy. I thought that was a unique phrase. It says, blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. And I began to think about that, and I thought, what is the writer trying to communicate to us, this joyful sound when you look that word up in Hebrew, joyful sound, it's, it's not translated individually. It's a combined word. The translation in the Hebrew is teruha, which means to stun with an acclamation of joy. Everybody say stun. How many of you have ever had somebody come up to you with an air horn? and stun you. You know what I'm talking about? Sneak up and all of a sudden it's mom! And it, it's like, you know, it, it, or how many of you have ever had a semi-truck 
slip up behind you. And your children are in the back seat doing this. And you don't have any clue they're doing that. And then all of a sudden that driver's right up on you and you hear, well, I can't even attempt to try and do that. <laughs> but, you know, that, that big semi horn and man, it just shakes you. You're stunned with that. I thought about to stun with an acclamation of joy has to be something that's overwhelming. That word comes from a Hebrew word, ruha which means to split the ears with sounds of joy. How many of you have ever been in a church service and you felt like it was a little too loud? You know what always got, not, not here, but I traveled a lot before I came here. But, but I, I'd go into places and people would talk about, it's, it's too loud in here. And then I'd see those same people at a concert someplace headbanging, you know what I'm talking about, and that, that concert, man, just vibrating, and, and, but, the, but it, it's too loud at church, or a ball game, everybody say, go Cardinals, go Cardinals. <laughs> I knew, I knew someone would do that, okay, so see, and even, even there, what happens is your joy is accelerated according to who you're rooting for. So I guess you need to ask yourself a question, how's your level of joy and who are you rooting for? You know, it's an amazing thing that we can, we, we think that sometimes, well, that preacher just gets a little bit beside himself, but if I catch you at a Cardinals game and you're, Woo! then that's normal, Right? But you've got to understand that I'm rooting for someone. I'm excited about what he's done for me. So that's why when we come to church, I'm always very mild-mannered. And, you know, and, and, just, you know and, and, and when I speak, I speak with very mellow tones, and I try not to get beside myself because, after all, this is the house of God, and we ought to. We ought to get excited is <laughs> what we ought to do. Turn around, look at your neighbor, and say, are you excited? Yeah. That guy just split my ears. Listen, we, uh, uh, how many of you can remember back to when you were younger? Some of you have to go back further than others, okay? But when you remember, you remember what it was like? I don't know what it was like, what kind of car you were driving when you were younger. Or it may have been a horse. I don't know. But my dad rode a horse when he was a kid. And, and so you, you don't know. But, but what I'm saying is everybody tries to fix up their ride. How many of you have ever pulled up next to someone at an intersection and they have their stereo on in the car and it's shaking the car? Boom, 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 And you look over and the window's up over there. And I'm, usually my standard line is I'll look over at my wife and I'll ask a question. I wonder if they can hear that. <laughs> Literally because it's like you, you think, man, they must be completely deaf if they've got to turn that thing up and roll that window up, you know, because they can't hear. But the truth is, is they're just enjoying their ride. Wouldn't it be something if we could learn how to enjoy our journey? 
if we could come to the house of God and even, and even outside of the house of God. And when people met you, when Kathy talked that about, about Debbie, she said, I never met a woman like that in all my life. I hadn't either. That's why I married her. <laughs> Do you know what she did the first night? I took her on a date, man. And so where did you take her on a date? I took her to church. I used to take all, when I got serious about God, I used to take all my dates to church because I wanted to find out how they acted when they were in the house of God. True story. We're, we're, we're at the church, and I'm, and, you know, and, and I'm up there, and I'm, I'm playing the drums, and all of a sudden, I look out in the crowd, and Debbie is in the crowd having great joy. <laughs> She's, I thought, that's the girl I want right there. Because I wanted somebody that wasn't embarrassed to live their life out loud. Amen. Just got to learn how to live our lives out loud for him. Amen. Now, this is unique because this, this sound of joy, everybody say the sound of joy. This, this phrase, joyful sound, now get this. The force of this exclamation, this phrase, is increased when we understand that the word is the word that we're reading, joyful sound, is the technical word for the trumpet blast at Jewish feasts. The purpose of these blasts was to herald the coronation of a king. Who, and this was to proclaim the presence of God, the King of Israel, Amen. and to let everyone begin to expect, get excited, and worship. Aren't you glad that that still carries over today? We come to worship God, and we all sit down, and we praise God. Not around here, folks. <laughs> Come in. Do you know what the worship team this, did this morning? Of all the audacity, they got in here and started worshiping God without us. Before we ever got in here, I come, I, they start coming into the green room, and they're coming into the green room, and Natalie's going, oh, man, i got to go put my makeup back on. I've done cried it off, and they're in there, and they're hugging on each other. Oh, man, we just had a breakthrough. I said, how come I wasn't invited? You see, you've got to understand that every moment is an opportunity to let God into. <laughs> Not, you understand, we, we have these highs and lows and ups and downs, and we think that the only time he's supposed to come in is on the upbeat or when we're in an up moment. But he said, David made a statement and said, yea, though I walk through the valley, though I'm in a low spot, I'm going to not fear any evil because he's with me. There's something about knowing him. This, this psalm, now listen to this, this last verse. This last verse said, in thy name shall they rejoice all the day. Everybody say rejoice. The word rejoice there is a primitive root. It's, it's actually a combination of two words. It's gahil gul. Everybody say gahil gul. That's Hebrew. It means to spin around in a violent, 
emotion of joy. I saw, I was watching, I can't remember that song. I wish I could remember that song you were all singing. And I thought, I'm going to have to have a talk with my wife. Because did you see that? How many of you saw that? They were up here doing one song and, and t- today during worship service. And man, Debbie started feeling it. And I saw her head go. And I thought, all right, what, what's cooking up there? And it, do you understand to spin around under a violent emotion of joy? Uh, can I be very just transparent with you? Maybe you can hear the story and understand that he went to Calvary, gave his life to rescue you, and that not move you. But when I found out about that, that got me a little excited. Every once in a while, we ought to forget about who's around and just say thank you Jesus for what you've done for me I'm always worried about don't get too excited I always tell people I'd rather calm down a fanatic than raise a dead man do you understand what I'm talking about nobody is going to want what you got if what you got tastes like castor oil praise the Lord so glad you could be with us this evening. We're so, I'll never forget, man, I got saved. I didn't know anything about church, about God, anything. I got saved, and the church I got saved in, man, was, whew. matter of fact, I thought they were all nuts. I'll just be honest with you. I thought, man, these are nuts, and, and I became one. <laughs> and, and then I, I remember I, I, I left there, and I, I was at another place, and they were singing one of the same songs that we sang. I was through that whole song before they got through the first verse. Because it was, I thought, man, I've never heard this like this. This reminds me of my grandpa's house at 4 o'clock in the morning when he'd turn on the radio. This is the old time gospel hour. Man, it used to, I thought, that's why I didn't want to go to church, grandpa. (laughs) Because I thought, man... That's spooky. It was, I'm telling you, there's something real about God. Everybody say real. Now, now stay with me here. Watch this. It's talking about spending around under violent emotions of joy. Now let me explain what was happening in this passage when the author writes it. The author is writing, it's believed that when they're in captivity in Babylon... And when you read this whole chapter, he's reflecting on the promise that God had made to David. He's remembering something. Listen to what he he says here. This is in Psalms 89, starting with verse 3. The Lord said, I've made a covenant with David, my chosen servant. I've sworn this oath to him. I will establish your descendants as kings forever. They will sit on your throne from now until eternity. I will extend his rule over the sea, his dominion over the rivers, and he will call out to me, you are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. And I will make him my firstborn and the mightiest king on earth. I will love him and be kind to him forever. My covenant with him will never end. That's what this man is writing 
when he's in captivity. Now stay here because this is an interesting psalm. Because most psalms that are written like this are written and there is a description of depression at the beginning of the psalm. God rescue me, hear my cry. And, and that's at the beginning. And by the time you get to the end of the psalm, there is hope and expectation. This psalm was written in reverse of that. The hope and expectation is what you find at the beginning of this psalm. But as the psalm continues, you find despair. Listen to what he says, this is starting with verse 30. And he's saying that this is what the Lord said, but if his descendants forsake my instructions, he's talking about the descendants of David. He said, but if his descendants forsake my instructions and fail to obey my regulations, if they do not obey my decrees and fail to keep my commands, then I will punish their sin with the rod and their disobedience with beating. But I will never stop loving him nor fail to keep my promise to him. But now you have rejected him and cast him off. You were angry with your anointed king. Oh, Lord, how long will this go on? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like fire? The reality is that his circumstance is overwhelming him. He remembered the day when Jerusalem was the apple of God's eye, when things went well, but they had forgotten God. Now hear me. If God is the source of your joy, as he should be, then when you walk away from God, you walk away from joy. But they bought into a counterfeit joy. Stuff began to make them happy. Could be happy if I just had some more stuff. How many of you have ever seen something you really wanted? How many of you got that something you really wanted? How many of, it, how many of you, it, it gave you great joy when you got it? Wave your hand if it made you great joy when you got it. Where's it at now? You sold it. It gave me great joy when I got our motor home. Looked like a Frito-Lay truck. It's a true story. Great joy. It was in 1970. I bought it in 1991. I was right there in the cutting edge. <laughs> Nothing worked in it. The heater didn't work. You had to get plugged up someplace to get heat. We'd travel evangelizing in the winter, and I'd have Debbie and the kids shoved up under the cowl of the dash to get heat from, to get warm from the heat of the engine. I was in a parka, zipped up with one hand, driving the steering wheel, and about every 10 minutes I'd switch hands. Gave me great joy when I got that. I'm telling you the truth. It gave me great joy. I thought, man, praise God. God's answered my prayer. Be careful what you pray for. <laughs> gave me great joy when I got rid of it. Because <laughs> here's the deal is joy 
is not tied up in stuff. Because your stuff is going to, I had, I almost, I had a beautiful office. You can't, you could not fathom the office I had. Ask James about it. He worked a long time in it. I had an office when, when, when we were evangelizing in, in the, where, the storehouse that we had. I had an office that was laid with oak. It had oak cabinets and it had an oak bookcase and there's a brick wall with an archway in it and people would walk into that metal building and go into my office. Huh? There was granted on the floor when you walked in. And people would walk in, they'd see this old shell, you know, this metal building, and, and then they'd open up that door and they'd be taken back by that office. Man, fans were in that office that cost almost, I almost hate to tell you this. I didn't pay for any of it, it was a gift. It was, it was like the $800 a fan. I was trying to talk them into giving me cheap stuff. And the person that was paying for it and designing it finally looked at me and said, I don't tell you how to preach. Quit telling me how to decorate. I didn't say another word. So instead of 69 cent a foot tile at the entryway, there was $12 a foot granite at the entryway. It was beautiful. Man, if you could see it today. Termites. Termites got in. I had, I had a, a, a leak that took place. Termites got in, and it still looked that way from the outside. It looked like it, and I was over there one day, and I thought, man, this is so pretty. And my finger went right through the wall. See, what I'm saying is this, is sometimes you can look like you got it all together on the outside. You know what I'm talking about. We go to church, oh, praise God, how are you? I'm blessed and well favored. But on the inside, it's falling apart. And can I tell you that God isn't interested in your outside as much as he's interested in your inside because he understands that if he can get joy in here it will transform the look out here if you've depressed and despondent and down when joy floods your heart it'll do something for you that and, and don't don't anybody take offense to this but the, the doctors can't do it will put a smile on your face and a song in your heart and a skip in your step and cause you to realize that there's more to life than my stuff. Ask Kim. Kim wasn't worried about his car. He would, at, at some point, what really matters is your relationship with God. Everybody say my relationship with God. Why is he so despondent? Because he longs to hear the sound of joy again. He longs for it. He's thinking, that this, is this something I've lost forever? Is this something that I'm never going to experience? They just want to hear the sound of joy again. I got some good news for you, folks. 
the day would come when they would hear that sound. Roll the clip, please. Man has worked the field since his fall, by beast or by crop, in plenty and in drought. He must tame the land or be tamed by it. The shepherd knows this well. He is a keeper. He is a guardian. He is a guide. And his flock, aimless in all their attempts, pulls him far away to chase their fickle hearts. How peculiar it is that God omnipotent would take the post of a shepherd. bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, has been born this night in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find the babe wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. A baby? A manger? shepherds left their flock and hurried to the village of Bethlehem. In society's eyes, shepherds should not be the first ones to greet the king of kings. But isn't that just like the creator of the universe? He uses lowly people to do amazing things for his glory. The day would come where they would not just hear the sound of joy, but they would see it. In Luke 2 and 10, Mike, if you would. In Luke 2 and 10, the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Everybody say great joy, which shall be to all people. 
when they saw the star, Matthew 2 and 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Herod didn't rejoice when he saw it. The wise men saw it and rejoiced. The shepherds not just saw, they heard and they rejoiced. Everybody that sees and hears doesn't rejoice because everybody doesn't accept. But here the angel announces that I will bring you, he says, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Concerning the wise men, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Everybody say great. The word great there in Hebrew, I mean in Greek, means big. Everybody say big. Big joy. The word joy means cheer. The word cheer means to dispel gloom and sorrow, silence or apathy, to infuse life, to cause to rejoice. So my question to you today is, how big do you want your joy to be? I've got joy in my heart, joy in my soul, joy. Oh, I've got joy. I've got joy. I've got joy I can slip in my coat. I've got joy I can hide. i got joy. How big is your joy? Do you know why you saw it in Debbie? Because it's big joy. One of the greatest pleasures she gets is telling people about Jesus. A lot of times she goes out shopping just hunting for someone. That she can lay hold of and tell about. You think I'm kidding. I'm not. I have, you, you don't know her. I've, been, I've lived with her for, I've married her. I mean, I didn't live, I married her. We've been married for how long? 38 years. Seems like it was longer than that. 38 years. What was that? I didn't say it was bad years. I said it seems longer. Look, man, when you're with somebody you love, it seems like 40 years. We've known each other for 40, married eight for 30, married for 38, enjoyed every minute of it. Oh, how come I didn't hear somebody go, oh. <laughs> what I'm saying is this, is I, I remember when she got transformed. And I'm talking about literally that something happened to her. And one day she just made, she, she prayed and she, she told God, I want to be an encourager. And from that moment, I watched God start using her in public places where she would go in to restaurants, to shopping places, to JCPenney, to gas stations. Do you understand? It's not ordinary for someone to encounter a complete stranger and five minutes later for that stranger to be in tears giving their heart to God. But that has happened hundreds upon hundreds of times over the last several years. Hundreds, hundreds. 
Why? Because inside of her is something bigger than a circumstance, something more than a situation. And can I tell you that it's the same joy that wants to get inside of us. That you got to open up your heart. Everybody go, open up your heart. Open up your heart. You know, most of the time, this is how we walk. When the wind begins to blow, what do we do? But in the scripture, it describes the Holy Spirit like a wind. Jesus said, you know where, it, he said, those that are born of the Spirit, he said, it's like a wind. You don't know where it came from. You don't know where it's going, but there it is. And if we're not careful, we're trying to fight against it instead of, Man, I worked some mission trips in Trinidad where we were out in the sun and it was hot. And I, I'm talking about sweaty and we were by the ocean. All of a sudden, I'd feel a breeze coming. Folks, I wasn't doing this. I was going, oh, thank you, God. Oh, I need to just take a moment and enjoy this. Oh. So you got five or six grown men out there and we're all going, oh. they think you've been smoking something. What are you talking about? Do you understand that the joy that God brings to us is not joy that the world can give? The peace that God brings is not peace that the world can give. But what we do is we sell ourselves short on joy. Thank God for any joy that you have. But he said, I bring you big joy. Everybody say big. I want some joy that when I walk into a place and people see me light up. I want some joy that wherever I wish these things would go with me they're hooked. but do you understand look that's on an extension cord but the joy I'm talking about is a direct line to heaven that God can light you up and cause you to bring joy wherever you go I used to tell people all the time I make people happy wherever I go some are happy to see me come and some are happy to see me go joy God does not want you to spend your life depressed. God does not want you to spend your life in fear. Now here's the deal. It doesn't say that the joy of your circumstance is your strength. Or the joy of my surroundings are my strength. Or I get my joy from the car I ride. Or from the house in which I live. But I get my joy. The scripture says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you're walking with small joy, it's because you've made God small. But if you'll let your joy, if you'll just open your heart and let God fill your heart. Amen. Your joy Amen. is going to expand. Why? Because he's the source of it. And when you open your heart to him, you're opening your heart to joy. Would you stand with me? Everybody say joy. You remember... The Wizard of Oz. What was the one thing that the ten man longed for? A heart. 
was a tinsmith forgot to put one in. Just this hollow ring in my chest. Strange, wasn't it, that when it came time for Dorothy to go, he made this statement. He said, now I know I have a heart because it's breaking. He'd had a heart all along. He just didn't have a place to invest it. God has not shortchanged you. He has not looked over you, and he has not forgotten you. But my friend, he's here right now, knocking and saying, if you'll just open the door, I'll come in. Can I ask a question? If someone knocks on your door and you have one of those hook chains and they knock, they knock on your door and you open the door up with that hook chain and you're looking out the corner of it, just let me use myself for an example. If I come to visit you and I knock on your door and you open the door and you've got a hook chain and you look out the corner of the door and you say, yeah, pastor, what do you want? How come you're here? I didn't do nothing. Why are you here? And I, I said, well, I just wanted to visit with you. Could I come in? Well, no, no. I just, you know, we guard ourselves. And we don't want to open up our hearts. Either because at one time it was broken. Or we felt abandoned. You got to understand something. God never did that. Don't keep him out. If I come to your door and I knock on your door, and all of a sudden you pull that door wide open, you go, hey, pastor, how you doing? Come on in. I'm probably going to feel like it's all right if I come in the house. All God's waiting for is an invitation. Oh, but pastor, I I invited God into my heart. There's a difference between asking God to save you and learning how to walk with God every day. I can't do it. I can't do this church thing, this, if all it is, is about coming to church on a Sunday and sitting in a pew. But when I discovered the reality of Jesus, when I discovered that he's real and he's alive and I felt that joy I carried that with me everywhere I went. I was happy. Everybody say happy. (laughs) Everything wasn't always right in my life, but I had joy in my life. I want to share this with you. We're going to pray today. 
for joy. Is that all right? This true story of a little girl, she went into a Sunday school class and she sat down and the teacher asked her, what's your name? And she wouldn't even look up. She just kept her head down and she said, my, my name's Joy. She was new to the Sunday school class. And that day the teacher was talking about heaven and the teacher realized something. The more she talked about heaven, the more joy started raising her head. When she talked about the joy unspeakable that was in heaven and how that he would be there and he would love us and there are no tears there and no sorrow there, and she started describing heaven, all of a sudden this little girl that had been quiet and had not participated at all threw her hand up and the teacher said, what is it, Joy? And the little girl said, is, is heaven... Is heaven a place for little girls like me? And the teacher looked at her and said, Joy, heaven is made especially for little girls like you. Big old smile hit her face. She walked out of that classroom different than she walked in because she walked out knowing that what was going on around her did not determine who she was. That there was a God in heaven that loved her, that cared for her, and that was willing to invite her into his house. How about it? You want to go home with Jesus today? I'm not talking about it in the literal sense. Are you ready to invite joy into your heart. Let's try it one more time. Here I am, God. Here I am, God. Come on in. How big do you want your joy to be? I'm going to ask the prayer partners that they would to come forward right now. Very quickly, move quickly. This is what I'm going to ask you today. If you want joy in your heart, now look. Do you ever have somebody give you something like a chocolate bar when you were a kid or something? And they said, now you share this with your brothers and sisters. Your eyes were this big when they first handed it to you. Now you share this with your brothers and sisters. And you go, okay. Do you know that at God's table... The more you share, the more you get. <laughs> Did you get that? The woman that was instructed to take her cruise of oil and pour it into empty vessels. As long as there was an empty vessel, the oil kept flowing. But the moment she couldn't find another empty vessel to pour into, her oil stopped. Here's the key. If you want joy in your life, flowing through your life, then you have to share it with others. You have to share it with others. If you want big joy, get a big share. Everybody say, I want to share it. So this is what I'm asking you to commit to today. I'm asking you to commit to this week at some point that you're going to share Jesus with somebody. If you're willing to do that, I want you to step to the front right now. Very quickly, just step to the front. If you can't get all the way to the front, then just raise your hand and say, Pastor, I'm willing to do it. 
very quick. Man, guys, I'm going to have to have a class on evangelism. If you're willing, if you're willing to say, I'm willing to share Jesus this week, just hold your hand up. Hold your hand up. Hold your hand up. Hold your hand up. Are you ready? Everybody said, I feel like this is a stick up, man. Hold, hold your hand up. See, here's the deal. Because if you're not sharing, you're not experiencing. If you want to experience, I don't care how broad someone's vocabulary is when they're trying to describe what holiday special ice cream tastes like that comes off the swan's truck. Not going to happen. You're not going to get the experience until you open your mouth and let it in. Are you ready? You remember that song? I got, I get joy, joy in my heart, joy in my mind. Help me out here. Are you ready? Come, come in, come in quick, come in. I'm getting ready to let you go, come in. Stretch your hands to heaven. This is what we're praying. We're praying, God, make me a conduit of joy. Are you ready? Are you ready? Make me a conduit of joy. That means that it just keeps flowing through you. It just keeps moving through you. It's not, it's not a cesspool. It's not getting in you and then stopping. It's flowing through you. If you're ready for that, then I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And I ask you to fill my heart till it overflows with your joy. I'm so thankful for all that you've done for me. God, I want to share that with others. Make me an instrument that you can use to bring joy to other people's lives. I'm asking you specifically to use me this week to bring joy where there has been none in Jesus' name. Come on and give him a hand clap of praise in this building. Are you ready? This, look, this is the season of giving, the season of joy. I want you to sing this with us one time, and we're going to let you go. You ready? Joy in my heart, joy in my mind, joy since a happy day. Got joy in my hands, joy in my feet, joy in every way. Since I met this man called Jesus Christ, he brought that joy, joy, joy in my soul. Hold it, hold it, hold it, just a second. Hold it, just a second. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Up no, there. Do, do you, do you all not know that song? You've never heard that song? Everybody go, hallelujah. I'm going to learn a new song. Are you ready? If you got to go, go, feel free to go. Go ahead. But those of you that want to stay for choir, hang out here. Are you ready? Real, real quick, we're going to teach you this song. Are you ready? I got joy in my heart, joy in my mind, joy since that happy day. I got joy in my hands, hands joy in my feet, joy in every way. In every way. Since God took those worldly desires, gave me heavenly fire. Now I've got a brand new goal. 
Since I met this man named Jesus Christ, I've got joy, joy, joy in my soul. All right, last day. Here we go. You ready? Well, I have joy in my heart, joy in my mind, joy since the happy day. Joy in my hands, joy in my feet, joy in every way God took those worldly desires. If you have I want you to raise your hands to heaven. Today, in the name of Jesus, we declare joy over your life, joy over your situation, joy over your circumstance. Nothing is going to hold you back. You're going to go forward and declare the goodness of God in Jesus' name. Come on and give my hand clap of praise in this house. We love you today. We'll see you next week. If you've got a special need, we're here to pray for you. God bless you. Turn your darkness.